we might be just a few days into the new year, but for many people, the month of January already means booking or perhaps simply dreaming of a getaway for 2023. But what are the hottest destinations for this year? What indeed are the latest travel trends? Well, from the new route value breaks to haycations on the Mediterranean. That's right, haycations. Uh, there's lots of options to choose from. So I'm joined now by travel editor for the Irish Examiner, Tom Brannock, to provide us with some inspiration for 2023. So get your pen and notebook ready. Um, where what was I going to say? Um, uh, Tom, how are you doing? All right. Great. Yeah, mighty. How are you? Happy New Year, Dave. And happy going? New Year to you now. Welcome ready back. So eight days into the new year, um, you have already probably completed an off-grid trip. It's that <laughs> remember, time of the year. Remember the last one, all right. So uh, Montana, wasn't that it? You, you went there in the yeah. Rockies? Yeah, came back this week um, from Montana, went there to find myself, and uh, it, I, it was unreal, Dave. So this, I guess, Montana kind of taps into a lot of travel trends right now in terms of um, access to wilderness, going off-grid, and, and a cultural aspect to it too. So um, I figured I'll head out there and it kind of centred centered around, first of all, finding a really amazing off-grid cabin, which I found th- through Airbnb, and then the rest kind of fitted in. Now, people might say, why would you go to Montana? But I suppose the, the beauty about a lot of the... Aer Lingus nowadays has a lot of great connector partners so you can fly quite easily there and I flew via Seattle and then on to Spokane, Washington and another incentive for going a little bit off the beaten in the, the US right now too is because rental car prices have gone so crazy if you go the extra mile with your um, with your destination often you'll get cheaper flights on the ground or cheaper rates on the ground so rather for example starting your great American road trip from like San Francisco where the rates will really buckle you um, that was kind of another incentive for going to Montana so um, I struck off from Spokane Washington and then headed into Idaho and then went off grid for a few days uh, in this cabin so that was incredible no electricity no running water and actually you know what the best part was no Wi-Fi because I mean I'm kind of who is isn't slightly addicted to the internet mm. and social media nowadays so I mean it's a fun part of my work but that's also kind of like this real kind of like a insidious kind of side to it too mm. uh, so it was just amazing your days were so I presume by what you're saying a big plus for travel to this part of the world is the good old Aer Lingus connector routes as well Exactly. So, I, I mean, you could have, you, you could fly out to Seattle and start your road trip from there. But I only paid on an extra one hundred euros to go um, about three hundred miles further further east. So that like cut off a lot of my driving time. Which I mean, you've heard about the weather out in the the, the states and in mm. Montana. I think it was like minus forty degrees Celsius wow. the week prior. I went there. Now it's about minus ten while I went there, which was actually pretty doable. But um, yeah, you can really get off the beaten travel. And what's also cool about Montana is it has. Um, one of the US's most vibrant um, Native American populations. And often when I've travelled across the States, you can kind of experience like um, Native American reservations in a slightly kind of voyeuristic kind of way where you're doing kind of hokey tours on times gone by or else it's like casinos. Mm. Mm. So Montana has like, for example, the Flathead Indian Reservation, which is just thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of protected wilderness, but they're also like living kind of mixed communities. So it's a good way of kind of supporting. Okay, let's leave the United States of America. Let's go to um, the west of Ireland, Ackill Island. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Ackill Island taps into uh, a new trend. Well, I mean, they're, they're often similar trends, but they're kind of re- 
branded by the, <laughs> I guess, the journalism industry to make headlines or whatever, but it's uh, set jetting. So screen tourism in Ireland really took off in the last few years with um, the likes of, you know, Skellig with Star Trek and there's a huge um, Game of Thrones scene above on Northern Ireland, um, all the attractions there along the Causeway Coast. But um, I haven't actually seen it. I'm sure you have, Dave, but the Banshee of Inishir. I have indeed, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was, um, much of that was shot on Ackill Island and now that there the and I went there recently and you know so many of the islanders you know had parts as extras or, or you know even like voice parts or yeah. whatever so it's been a real kind of boost to, to that area in terms and I only of, saw it in the last 10 days it looks great fantastic looking movie yeah yeah and I mean I, I'd been to Ackle before and I kind of shot through straight on to Kim Beach which is kind of the, the real kind of tourist hotspot yeah. there but if you go to Atlantic Drive which I think there was one scene with um, I think Colin Farrell on some bench sitting down by the the, the coastal area there it is just phenomenal. I think that was actually kind of the genesis of the whole Wide Atlantic Way. It's one of the most spectacular mm. um, stretches of Irish coastline. So that's a really cool place to see. And then Ackle and that kind of whole Clue Bay area has got so much going on for it too. I rented a really nice kind of Airbnb cottage. And um, yeah, so you've got, you can do your hiking, the Famine Village there, and then lots of other um, attractions. Of course, it has um, Ireland's first greenway too. So that's... Um, okay, one place I haven't been is the Shetlands. Tell oh, me about yeah. That. Okay, so the Shetlands. So uh, you know what? It's, I think before the pandemic, the whole Greta flight shame thing was, bit, yeah. was starting to take off. I think that's com- been completely diluted now. I know I don't. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think we. I think now after the pandemic, we're just busting for road, and whether it's plane, trains, or automobiles, we we, we just want to go. But the, uh, if you want to do a, a ferry trip with a difference, the Shetland Islands became really really popular for UK visitors during lockdown because it was their way of staying in the country while also experiencing some some great wilderness aspect. So I drove there from Cork actually. Um, just last month, November, and uh, well, two months ago now. And what's that ferry from Belfast? Exactly, and it's really mm. doable. So even if you just stay in the, you, you, it's a two-hour ferry from Larne or Belfast over to um, Stranraer, Cairn, the Stranraer, Cairn, Ryan area. Now you could happily just weekend weekend over there and go to like kind of the Southern Highlands and the mm. um, Dumfries and Galloway um, region. But I just booted onto Aberdeen to catch the evening ferry out to the Shetlands, and um, you know the Shetlands are also kind of enjoying a bit of a. a, a, a a bounce on the back of the Shetland crime TV series and as well all that great um, outdoors aspect and what's cool about the Shetlands is you have um, you know I went there in winter so it was a kind of a cosy wild vibe I even saw the Northern Lights which I didn't expect to see but they were there and but the, the you could go in the summer and then experience they have the kind of the, the summer dim so I won't not quite 24 hour sun but a mighty stretch in the evening shall we say where you can really get bang for your buck by enjoying so much scenery and you know puffin watching and whale watching they've even they've kind of quite quite a vibrant orca, orca population up there so a really cool thing to do and, and not the schlep that maybe you would think and I mean the destination mm-hmm. is a journey so it was really fun going up there and the ferries are fun they're like good kind of cruise standard ferries but like uh, a pretty epic epic trip which is so close to us Okay another place I've never been Morocco Okay, so Morocco um, has been en- enjoying a bit of a boost since they um, did so well at the World Cup. They got to the semi-finals, first African country to ever get that far. And I always, Mor- um, you know, we Irish, we are um, have so <laughs> such a connection to the Canary Islands, hugely popular. You know, there's that was like you know some some towns are like kind of more Cork based, sometimes are more Dublin based than the Canaries. And um, I often ask people why do you, why do people not go to Morocco because it's the same climate, same kind of flight. 
um, time and it's really really good value as well so there's great deals to Morocco right now I was just even just checking this morning before I came on so you can go at the end of this month for example if you really want to get away post Christmas for three days for 178 quid now that's self-catering from Dublin with Sunway but if you want to bump up your prices to like 350 quid you can stay in a really nice four or five star um, place called Paradis Plage I've even stayed there myself a few years ago and that's kind of a cool surfer vibe town called Tachazout just north of Agadir Agadir is a bit touristy but um, then the, the, the further you go out of the, the main resort itself which isn't that far at all you'll get, 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 get a, a greater sense of um, you know a more kind of a tr- traditional okay. Morocco and the cool thing about Morocco as well I know Dubai is so popular right now I don't know if you've been to Dubai it's a bit of a no, mind it's a bit of a bu- yeah I wouldn't really recommend it <laughs> but uh, it's just become such a really kind of popular place for Instagram like influencers right now because it's so aesthetic everything looks you know so epic from its agriculture to its food scene but you almost get that vibe in Morocco too in terms of like Sahara, like um, desert escapes or Atlas Mountain escapes and the ocean without <laughs> a popular place with the influencers my god <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think Dubai was one of the few places that allowed people in during um, mm. the lockdown, so a, a lot of people went out there to okay, stay relevant, well, right? What we're doing here is that we're talking to Tom Brannock, the travel editor for the Irish Examiner, 10 kind of big things you can look forward, the hottest destinations if you like for this year, and the latest travel trends, etc. So you've been Morocco there and Shetlands, and you've been whatever it was, Ackle Island, and you've been Montana. So Sardinia, did you actually, did you go to Sardinia? Haven't been to Sardinia yet, unlike mm. half of Cork, because so they started a new route from Cork last year to... You see, this is one of the things you're talking yes. about like the, the, the great connections in terms of flights is really one of the big pluses isn't it well they always drive the trends you know every yeah. year there's like top top trends for 2023 and the top trends in like Canada are going to be different from the top, top trends in Ireland because we're you know yeah. all so dictated by the, the new routes so yeah Sardinia and Alghero became such a popular one for um, Cork visitors last year and Dubliners too and, and from Dublin airport but this year there's another new route from Dublin to Albia and Sardinia is a pretty big I mean it's a big island maybe it's a size of I don't know like Leinster or something but um, and Sicily often kind of takes um, a lot of the um, you know attention out of it but it's you know got amazing national parks amazing amazing clear waters for snorkeling and beach activities and I know we're joking about one of the trends I mean um, for 2023 are haycations where you stay on a, a traditional farm just to kind of connect you with like your food and the local provenance a bit more and Italy kind of invented the whole agri tourism scene um, agriturismo as they call it so Sardinia is a pretty epic place to experience that where you can stay in kind of traditional olive farms where they make um, you know enjoy slow tourism and like see how the olives get produced or you know prosciutto or jams and what have you so um, that's a, a kind of a, a, a cool one a, a cool destination that's going to be popping up on a lot of Instagram feeds in 2023 Okay well then speaking of the food ones um, anything at home in the real capital of Ireland? In the real capital of Ireland yeah in Bias so a food has been such a kind of a deciding factor in where we travel nowadays and I know we joke about social media but uh, I mean it has to look Hold good on, to, not yeah. with me pardon I never think of the food with a driving factor yeah I think I think I mean the, the restaurant scene in our, you know why do you know why it is David it's because I think it's kind of uh, look it's kind of we, our food scene has leapfrogged so many countries right now yeah. it's almost it's rare you'll get a total dud meal in Ireland nowadays you know it's really improved the standards are really high um, yeah 
it's so, all changed, all right. No it's, question. It's all changed, yeah. And I kind of we, we've tapping tapping into our weaknesses, like the local produce and what have you. So East Cork um, is, um, I, guess, I mean, the Bal- it's home to Ballymaloes. It's kind of the pioneer of Ireland's kind yeah. of farm to fork movement. But um, there aren't a whole a huge amount of new hotel openings in Ireland this year. But uh, so it's, we're looking towards restaurants a bit and Castle March Resort. That's kind of a kind of price wise accessible five star resort in East Cork, and they've just opened a new um, restaurant called Terre, um, as in ground um, en français and the chef there um, Vincent Crepel has created an incredible tasting menu there and that's expected to kind of put a new spin on Castle Martyr Resort but also attract more people into East Cork for a food break and then no, of course when you, yeah, sorry Dave No, when you mentioned farm to fork movement is this a movement that, did I miss the memo did I? It's, it's a def- movement is it? Yeah, you definitely <laughs> missed that one but you know what I think it's because in Ireland we kind of have farm to fork by default it's not yeah, like we're exactly. like the, the, the menus in Montana last week were like you know our beef is raised on a farm 200 miles from here you know and that they were showboating that right. you know we can often see the, the, the livestock from our houses right. do you know what I mean so but yeah so East Cork has all that scene going on then you've got kind of Cush which is a new a restaurant in Ballycotton which is um, got a Michelin bib and then you have of course Ballymaloe House and then you know other other aspects too like the Middleton Park Hotel Gary Vaux, you kind of get different price points for hotels too we don't have to go down start down the five star route to have an amazing kind of um, foodie break Right So Tear, Cush Ballymaloo etc etc Ballycotton and the restaurants Middleton and all the rest Okay so that's a gourmet break if you like in East Cork What about Bergen? Yeah Bergen So Look, we love the sun and it's rare that we, d- we don't have a huge amount of routes to Nordic countries, but um, a Scandi airline called Vidaru have started this new route from Dublin to um, Bergen um, on the South Norway coast. And that kicks off this March. So it's a really, um, I mean, I'm not a huge city break person, but this kind of appeals to me because, you know, Bergen has got so much access to the outdoors. You've got the mountains behind it. You can do a fjord cruise. You can take a funicular up to the hills it kind of looks like it's a bit of a um, it's got a beautiful old town with a kind of sort of kind of a, a wellness Legoland vibe if you get me just all those beautiful kind of red yellow primary colour wooden architecture with the um, A-pitch frames and so a great city if um, you're looking for maybe a bit of an alternative to the Mediterranean destinations like you know um, or Iberian like you know your Lisbon's and, and what have you so and um, you know uh, Yeah so if you, you get- are looking for something different the key once again is the fact that something Scandi Airlines is that what it is yeah they're offering a new service to the Norwegian city of Bergen uh, from the Irish capital Dublin so that's yeah, Roo, yeah, all exactly. that stuff is handy so um, I presume does it help to look at all these things or to, to check up and see where new routes are well ex- exactly because that's going to be you know they're, they're going to they're going to try and bring in the or I guess gain attention and get a lot of impetus behind a new route by bringing the routes down and there are I mean, every year there's dozens of new routes to flying from Ireland. So, so what's the latest ones? The latest ones, for example, would be um, Kos. Oh, can't, right. You can't beat the Greek islands for a holiday. So Aer Lingus now fly, fly to Kos. It's such a like epic Greek vacation. Yeah, you've so got the weather. And you don't have food. to go through your Athens and all the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, <laughs> as much as, as idyllic as ferrying to the Greek islands sound, if you're going yeah. um, like Piraeus Port trying to catch a ferry, it is like a cattle mart. All part of the adventure, but it's pretty hectic yeah. down there. So yeah, flying in. And you can actually also fly to Mykonos. Um, Porto. Um, Lisbon in Portugal has become a really, really popular um, city break for Irish visitors. And now you can fly to Porto. You could already fly there from Dublin, but you can now fly there from Shannon. So that's a nice West of Ireland option. Yeah. Uh, you, don't even have, you don't even have to change your watch. Tel Aviv um, is a new one for Israel. 
if that's your vibe. And uh, Cleveland um, in the USA is a new one from, um, oh, by the way, Civil and Cork is another new one. There's lo- loads, Dave, and Cleveland in, in the USA, which could be a cool kind of um, gateway to the, the Midwest, the home of rock and roll, apparently. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you go into Cleveland, you can go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly, that's yeah, yeah. And that could be an, another alternative base for kind of a, a US road trip. And, you know, those starter phrases will start in the, you know, you'll get there and back for, you know, in, in the 400s, which isn't bad. Yeah, now, I'm, I was reading a thing the other day about Japan and they're saying that they've got to get people out of Tokyo because there's just too many people and they don't want, but they do want tourists, do they? Yeah, Japan is back open finally. I think they've had one of the most, the, the longest lockdowns out there and bookings are going through the roof for um, Jap- for um, Japanese holidays. I guess it's one of those, I haven't been to Japan, It's I guess it's one of those kind of... Normally. Yeah. yeah, they say it's one of the only, the last remaining kind of culture shocks out there and it's like you say, when you go, and you're going to get that in Tokyo, right? With the, just the huge crowds, apparently even like going to the toilet in Japan is a, a, a whole ep- ep- epic cultural experience with all the, the buttons and what have you but an alternative to Japan and um, this I know this sounds a bit gimmicky but it's the whole forest bathing have you heard about that Dave? You have. I haven't because <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to ask me any details I wouldn't know the forest bathing capital of the world <laughs> yeah so um, forest ba- bathing Shinrin Yoku as they call it in, in Japan this is kind of invented. a lot of tree hugging goes on there yeah, yeah so the, uh, kind of a lot of Japanese businessmen tree hugging to reduce their stress levels yeah. this kind of started back in the 1980s when kind of researchers realised that taking all these stressed out Japanese business folks to um, the trees for a couple of days really reduced their um, their uh, stress levels and I'm sure a lot of your listeners would have gotten perhaps uh, um, reed diffusers as Christmas gifts but apparently the um, cedar trees and Japanese forests and a lot of we don't think about Japan as a forested nation typically but it's one of the most forested I mean it's up there in terms of Scandinavia with its um, forest coverage right. and the cedar the famous Japanese cedar trees there they release a kind of a, almost like a citronella. Apparently they have no mosquitoes in the forest. That really reduces your um, stress. That's why I'm joking about the re-diffusers because apparently it's stacked with all, all those um, aromas nowadays. And so that that's um, really uh, appealing to tourists to kind of take an alternative uh, holiday, to holiday, to holiday to Japan where you can experience the big city craze and right. also then experience a bit of the outdoors too. The cherry blossom scene is, in Japan oh, has kind of, of become really big yeah, too but yeah, that's just a bit, of kind of an, a, a bit of an Instagram um, Kind well, of, um, it's also mess. like it's it's a, it also starts and ends, and you got to get there for the right time. Okay, so. Yes. Ten things we said, Tom. That's nine. What's number ten? In a general thing, is it? Yeah, I guess the last one is just keeping your eye on eye on the, you know, budget right now is such an important factor. So keeping your eye on the 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 currency markets to see what currencies around the world are tanking. And from an Irish point of view, you don't have to go too far. Um, um, in in the terms of well, I mean, outside the Euro- outside Europe as such, um, Egypt, which is a really popular destination in terms of you know um, the Red Sea coastline, like outstanding um, water sports there and snorkeling and what have you beaches but also there's a new direct route to to, um, to Cairo and Cairo have, op- have opened up a pretty a- a epic national museum right there so if, if you wanted to go on a, a kind of alternative uh, break city mm. break Cairo, Cairo would be pretty epic Vietnam is kind of the new Thailand for a lot of Irish people so many, so many people are going to Vietnam right now and their currency is really weak which will make it even cheaper but I guess a more common one for a lot of Irish people um, I mean Turkey have had their political woes in recent years and that's mm. resulted in their the Turkish lira almost like having ha- so for, for 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 everything from booking your your beach holiday to Turkey to even. Um, 
uh, ski brakes um, in in Turkey could be worth looking to right now because um, ski brakes are on, can be on the pricier side in terms of holidays. Do, do they have the snow? I believe snow is a, a bit of a lack of. Yeah, know. I think a lot of the low the lower level. Um, uh, European resorts are, are I mean they're, they're melted right now there's nothing going on but ac- there's actually quite a, quite a good bit of elevation on in, right. in, in, the, in out in Turkey so that would be an issue All and right. finally Istanbul on a, on, a, on a lighter note which is becoming hugely popular now for um, not only city breaks but also the um, Botox and hair transplant industry so if you want if now is your time to <laughs> to bag one of those No but I'll tell you what's most surprising about all this except for East Cork I don't think I've been to any of the places <laughs> you've mentioned so maybe it should be a, sort of a, an eye opening year for me. Anyway, like, travel editor with the Irish Examiner, Tom Brannock. It's a dirty job, Tom, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, and I'll tell so, <laughs> so listen, thanks a million, Tom, for talking with nice us. Nice one, Dave. All the best. Good luck. Take Bye. it easy. Bye. Dave Fanning on 2FM.